I'm Beth Davis and welcome back to Teachable Tuesday. Every single Tuesday we're going live because we want to get in the word and encounter God's heart and apply it to your life. It's pretty brilliant, right? What else is the word for if not to change us? Amen. Let's pray and dive right in. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit. Come, Lord Jesus. Father, we love you. We thank you. Thank you for your love, your presence, and your life. Holy Spirit, would you come into our hearts in a new way, in a fresh way? Inspire us. Increase in us the virtue of hope. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, friends, you may have heard my little secret that every Lent I pray and ask God, Lord, what do you want me to do for Lent? So a couple of years ago, I remember I was in the garage upstairs and I was sorting lanyards for um, our Phoenix retreat. And I just put that question to the Lord again. As I was sorting these lanyards, I was thinking, Lord, what do you want me to do for Lent? And I, I heard in my heart, the Lord said, dance every day. And I thought, no, that can't be right. And then I immediately started crying. So it was a pretty good indication that that was the voice of the Lord, that he was touching on something. And as I kind of sat with that and talked to the Lord about that resistance, you know, I just, I didn't really feel like dancing. I felt like God was asking me to do something that was contrary to the season in life that I was in, contrary to the way that I was feeling, right? I was kind of discouraged. I uh, was struggling. I was tired, right? I didn't really feel like dancing. Dancing is something I associate with being happy and carefree, which is not how I was feeling getting ready for that Lent. And yet, I knew I felt it deep in my heart. It was accompanied by that supernatural peace that the Lord was inviting me to dance every day. And I wonder if you've ever felt this way uh, about something in your life, right? Maybe it's a paper that you need to finish writing or a sink full of dirty dishes that taunts you every night, right? Maybe it's that weekly holy hour that you committed to. And when it comes down to it, you're just you're not really feeling it. You don't want to take the time away from your family or your friends or your sleep, right? You don't really want to tackle that thing that is going to take a lot of energy, uh, that's going to eat up time doing something that you actually want to do. So the question I want to put to you today is what do you do, especially when you don't feel like doing things in the spiritual life that you feel like God might be asking you to do? Or maybe what do you do in the spiritual life when you just don't feel like it, right? You may not even have a sense of what God wants you to do. You just, you know, you could be doing more, but it's sort of this vague sense of, ugh, right? What should I be doing? I don't even know where to start, so I might as well not get started. You might be feeling like that. We're in the third week of Lent, and your Lenten promises, your Lenten practices might already be kind of stumbling, right? Or sagging. So when I run up against a problem like this, right? When I don't feel like it, I think it's important to look to someone who is 
smarter than I am. And today, I want to direct your attention to St. Ignatius. Did you know that St. Ignatius wrote these very wise, very helpful rules for discernment? And in the sixth rule of discernment, he teaches us a Latin phrase called agere contra, agere contra, which means to react intensely against or to push against. Because sometimes we're going to come up against things in our normal life, right? Chores, family, homework. We're going to come up against things that we just, we don't really want to do them. And we are certainly going to come up against things, a a resistance in the spiritual life. We don't feel like reading scripture. We don't feel like going back to mass, right? There could even be good reasons that we don't feel like doing these things that we know we're supposed to do. But I want to urge you today to take the advice of St. Ignatius and to push against what he calls desolation, right? Because we know that we're called to be holy. We know that we're called to grow up in every way into him, into Christ, as it says in Ephesians 4.15. We know that we want to get better and have more virtue and be kinder, right? But we don't always feel like doing what it takes. So St. Ignatius has given us a rule for when we feel desolate, when we don't feel like it, we push up against that resistance. We react intensely against that laziness, right? We push against it, agere contra, agere contra. And we see this beautifully and paradoxically and uh, in a way confusing in Isaiah 54. And that's where we're going to camp out today. It's a, a chapter that has been dominating my prayer, but I find the first line alone arresting. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 1, sing, O barren one who did not bear, burst into song and shout, you who have not been in labor. Hang on. (laughs) Let me just read even like verse 1a. Okay, the very beginning, sing, O barren one. Sing, woman who has not given birth. Can you imagine, or or maybe you can very painfully relate to that experience of barrenness, of infertility. You do not feel like singing when you're in the pit of disappointment, when you're wrestling against this despair that feels like it's constantly coming at you month after month. You're being reminded, right? You might be feeling feeling, uh, called out as barren, you may be walking around your life thinking, what am I, what am I giving? All of these um, thoughts and feelings and accusations come at us. And yet scripture is saying, sing, sing, oh barren one who did not bear, burst into song. Okay, so not like a sad ballad, right? Burst into song and shout, you who have not been in labor. Now hang on, it's followed by a promise. For the children of the desolate woman will be more than the children of her that is married, says the Lord. If he said it, it's true. 
So I want to speak to you right now, if you're relating to this, uh, this infertility, this feeling of barrenness, this longing, if it's a pain you're carrying in your heart, I want to extend to you the promise of Isaiah 54, the children of the desolate woman will be more, will be more than the children of her that is married. That's a promise written in the word of God for you. If you're listening to this right now, that promise is for you. I want you to receive it and claim it in Jesus' name. Amen? Okay, that's not actually what I'm going to talk about, but I felt like that was for you. I want you to know if you heard that, it was for you. But each of us, even if our, our cross, our disappointment isn't about physical motherhood, our physical fertility, you may be feeling in your own life desolate, barren, unfruitful, right? And the Lord is extolling us. He's asking us to sing in the midst of the barrenness, even before we've seen the fruit, even before we've seen the promise fulfilled, to sing right now, to push against the disappointment, the despair, the despondency, agira contra, to react intensely against it, not to receive it and think, well, this is my lot in life. This is who I am. Let me, let me remake my whole identity according to this thing that has happened to me or not happened to me. No, we are pushing against that and we're aligning ourselves with the word of God. We're, we're hearing the voice of God today asking us to sing Sing, O barren one who did not bear. It doesn't matter that you haven't seen it yet. That doesn't change the promise. And that does not change the one who made the promise. He who made the promise to you is faithful. So today we are pushing against, right? We're getting a little gusto, a little grit in us. We are pushing against despair, disappointment, and despondency. And I'm going to give you three ways in which to do that. Three ways to push against it, even when you don't feel like it. The first one will come as no surprise, sing. (laughs) I literally want you to start singing. I've had to adopt this as a spiritual practice in my life, that when I'm feeling dejected, I'm just feeling kind of down, kind of discouraged, I intentionally turn on worship music and I start singing along. And eventually my heart my soul catch up with my body, with my lips, right? I'm not always feeling it. I'm not always engaged, but I'm doing it anyway. That's a big key to the spiritual life. Do it anyway. (laughs) We're pushing against that heaviness, pushing against uh, that sadness. And instead we're going to start singing. You are acting in your prophetic office, the prophetic office of your baptism. When you choose to sing, you choose to declare God's word over your life. So you're not going to be brought down by the devil. You're not going to believe all his lies. You're going to start singing. In fact, start singing so you can drown out those voices in your head that are telling you you're barren, you're tired, it's too late for you, you're too far gone, you're beyond saving. Start singing, start talking over the noise, right? So sing today. Start singing today, singing your house with your kids running around. I want them to hear you singing with joy, with hope, with expectation. And I promise you, your heart, your soul will catch up with you, but start singing today. So number one, sing. Number two, say. What do you want me to say, Beth? Well, I want you to 
start speaking some truth. Okay. I want you to start declaring scripture and not declaring failure (laughs) and not declaring self-hatred, not declaring accusation and foreboding, right? I want you to start speaking, saying hopeful things. Now, that doesn't mean we live in uh, denial of our circumstances, right? But could you, with a holy friend, could you share a hardship and say, right, bring yourself around just like the psalmists do, right? Bring yourself around by the end of that conversation or even the end of that very sentence where you share a hardship. Could you say, but I know, I know God is taking care of me. I trust in his merciful love. I know nothing is impossible for God. I know that if he did it for Abraham, he'll do it for me. If he did it for St. Paul, he, he healed and he called and he converted St. Paul. He'll do that for my dad, right? What if we started speaking prophetically, declaring what we know to be true in scripture? Because what God did in scripture is a promise, is a down payment on what he'll do for us. So friend, please, I'm begging you as someone who has learned this herself, please stop declaring your woes, your tragedy. Please stop agreeing with your own words, with depression, with uh, discouragement, that nothing will ever work out for you, right? Start saying, "I, I know that I'm blessed by God. I was chosen in him before the foundations of the world. He chose me and he's made me right in the beloved. When I was baptized, he spoke over me. This is my beloved daughter with whom I am well pleased. So when accusation comes, right, whether from without or from within, when self-hatred comes, I want you to declare scripture. No, no, I am a beloved daughter of God and in me he is well pleased. Start speaking scripture. Start speaking the truth, the truth about you, about your circumstances, and about your future. Sing, say, and finally, silence, right? We can't do it all in our own strength. We have got to get before the Lord, quiet ourselves, and receive that truth, to be confirmed in that truth, to be loved in that place of woundedness or longing or pain, right? Silence is just another way of pushing against. We're pushing out those other voices. We're we're pushing out distraction. We're putting our phones down. We're not just going to scroll and pretend like it doesn't hurt, right? We're instead going to get before the Lord and get silent, You see, in these three steps, sing, say, and silence, we're making our way from the outside to the very center. We're singing, we're declaring. That's a a big explosive declaration, right? And then we're agreeing, we're doubling down, we're saying, we're speaking truth. And then we're coming to the very center of who we are. We're coming back to that place of intimacy to receive again our identity in him. So get into silence, whether that's in Eucharistic adoration or just turning off your phone 15 minutes before bed, an hour before bed, quieting all of that noise and opening up the floor, right? Handing the Lord the mic and maybe he'll speak truth. Maybe he'll remind you of scripture or maybe he'll just look at you. 
Maybe he'll just look upon you with those kind eyes and that big, beautiful smile. Maybe he'll just look at you and remind you through his love, in his gaze, that you're so good, that you're loved, that it's going to be okay. Discouragement doesn't have the final word here. Mm -hmm. Disappointment, despair, despondency, we rebuke it in the name of Jesus and we come back to our hope, to the person of Jesus and we let him remind us. We let him remind us that the victory is already ours. The scripture promised and declared it to us and we're gonna agree with it. Sing, oh barren one who did not bear. Sing. I want you to start singing today. In fact, right now, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to put a new song in your heart. Now, it might be a worship song. It might be the refrain of a psalm from Mass that fills you up with hope and expectation. Or it might be an 80s pop song. I don't know. Stranger things have happened. But I want the Lord to put a new song in your heart. I want you to begin to feel the joy and the expectation, right? I want you to begin to agree with the word, to agree with hope, to sing and speak in joy. Sing in joy, speak in truth, and get silent and receive in love. What song are you going to sing today? Let's ask the Holy Spirit to sing, to begin to sing a melody back to us right now. And then I want you to sing today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy Spirit, would you give each of us a song right now? Pray that women would hear a, a chorus or a refrain or see a music video in their head. Bring up a memory. Give them a song to sing right now. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Friend, if you didn't hear a song, let me give you a song today. It's called Isaiah Song, and it begins, Sing, sing, O barren land, water is coming to the thirsty. He's coming for you. God bless you. See you next week. Bye. <laughs>